Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. Right, here we are. Another fantastic evening. Uh, I will say this, uh, for those of you who this might be your first time, welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast. We're just two women seeking to follow Jesus, and um, we have know some stuff sometimes, and we're just trying to putter through. Anyway, um, I say all that to say it's late at night, and so if I start rambling, which I just did, uh, it's because I'm tired. And so we might, it might be a little slap happy tonight, guys. Um, you were out making a difference in your community. I was doing working. something. That's what I was doing. It has been a long day, a very good day. I will, you know, sometimes the longest days, because I was, I was at work, I don't know, 730 something this morning. I got done with my last event at like eight o'clock tonight. Um, it was all very awesome stuff. Like, just super fun, super cool day, but but also tiring. There's a lot of stuff. My brain is taxed. I had three outfit changes today. Nice. That's a lot of outfit changes for one day. <laughs> it is. And I, I will have one more when I change into my pajamas and go to bed. So, I don't know if you count that. Do you really count the costume change? I say I say costumes. They're not costumes. Their outfits, but yeah, you can count pajamas. So, it, how was your day? Today's are my today is my day off, but I did have to wear pants. So, is it really a day off? I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know, but I, but I only wore one outfit. Okay, well, there's there's that. I think tomorrow I will only have one outfit change. So, see, tomorrow is my day off. So, there you go. We have like completely opposite schedules. Right. And tomorrow is my 12 hour day and I have to, to be in my, in what, well, if you're in Salvation Army, my full lapel, you'll, you'll know what that means, but that is the full Sunday, Sunday best suit. I'll have to be in tomorrow. I'll pray for you. Yeah. I think I'm not wearing the skirt though this time. That's good. So you can wear pants now. So I can wear pants now. And the last two formal events, I wore my skirt and my heels and it was awful so i'm wearing pants tomorrow there you go there you i go. don't care what anyone says about it so fun fun fact about salvation army yes that our formal uniform for women can include a skirt and pantyhose and heels or you could wear pants and it does yeah <laughs> anyway moving right along so we <laughs> just finished up last week <laughs> We finished up last week this conversation on Nehemiah and specifically thinking about Nehemiah from a perspective of leadership development. It's not an uncommon theme. There's lots of uh, leadership materials put out there that take Nehemiah as a good example. Uh, but I also, we kind of thought, you know, there's been a whole lot of people who have poured into us uh, when it comes to leadership, things that we've learned over the years, people have given us advice over the years. Mentors mm -hmm. have you know, poured into us, taught us things. And so I felt like it would be a good maybe opportunity to have a conversation about some of the, the pieces of leadership advice or just advice in general about following Jesus. I, I, it doesn't even ne necessarily need to be leadership, but the things that we've learned um, as, we, as we've grown in all of those things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to drop some wisdom bombs. 
That's maybe. the theory. I don't know. It's late, man. <laughs> my, brain is, my brain feels like spongy cheese. <laughs> well, that's gross. <laughs> but okay, I can. So uh, I have a few different ones, but I think the one that really shifted my mind when it came to how I dealt with people in general, like, so we've, if you're a, if you're a longtime listener, you know, I, I tend towards, um, to, I can be critical. I can be a little pessimistic. Um, and yeah. So, but one of the, a, a shifting mindset for me was when I was in, um, brought in the concept that nobody is wrong on purpose. Mm. So like if someone has made a decision that you don't, that, that you believe is wrong or did something that you're like common sense should have completely told you this was the wrong idea. Or if they said something out of turn, the vast, vast majority of people, if it's not intentional, they didn't set out to be like, how can I do something the dumbest way possible today? How can I just say the stupidest thing? How can I have a worldview that doesn't actually make sense when it's ticked apart, right? People don't do that intentionally. Now, are people wrong all the time? Do people make bad decisions? Yes. But do most people set out to make bad decisions? No. So instead of looking at the end result and just saying, oh, you're just stupid or you just did that bad, figure out where the breakdown happened. What was the intent and where did the breakdown occur? Right. And, and, And it helps me to have a lot more empathy um to look at the process not just not just the results but to, to look at process because i think in the kingdom of heaven process matters i i i think you know you could say i guess the goal of christianity is just to get to heaven one day but i actually don't think that's really true i mean i that's a great reward but i think it is to live out our lives to the glory of god right which is a process thing yeah so to yeah so that's one of that's one of mine that really shifted my thinking of if someone has made a mistake or made to think about what what did they intend to do and where did it break down where did the breakdown occur right or what was the yeah what was the thought process behind it yeah because did they have incomplete information mm-hmm. did they have incomplete understanding of the problem did they have um did yeah usually often it's a failure of communication oh yeah oh my gosh right yes uh we have a tendency assumptions (laughs) yes okay hey all that goes back to emotionally healthy spirituality right which sure does (laughs) and i feel like we become better leaders often when we're better about self-awareness because if I understand myself well and know where my pitfalls are, where my, where my weaknesses are and my strengths. And I don't mean like the, the, you know, the typical employee interview of what are your top five weaknesses? What is your top five strengths? I don't mean that sort of level of like tick boxes. Right. But what are the things that you know you're good at? What are the things you know you're not good at? And it start to bolster the things you're not good at, bringing team a team around you who can complement you. Because 
the one of the worst things you can do, in my opinion, as a leader, is bring around a bunch of people who are just going to tell you yes. Yeah, that's. We're just, oh, whatever you think, Jenny, you're the awesomest. We'll just do whatever you say. Oh my heavens! Okay, that that let's let's break that down a little bit. Like, <laughs> I I think I might have some good ideas, but I need you to have your own ideas too. Well, then you cause... never grow, right? You end up in a fishbowl. You never you're just swimming in circles. You're never gonna grow, right? Um, but communication, especially if there's somebody who makes a decision that you think is just crazy, stupid, bad. Um, are you communicating that? Are you commun- in a, in a respectful, gracious way, right? You don't want mm-hmm. to be a jerk about it, but find out. Yeah. What's behind that? Why, what was the thought process? What mm-hmm. can you, can you give me in, some insight? And sometimes it's people feel rushed to make a decision. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's anxiety about, I was trying to make this, I was trying to appease this person. And in the, in the process, I made you angry, Right. Um, there's a lot of motivations that come behind decision-making. Oftentimes what I found in, especially working under people mm-hmm. that have to make decisions that impact me, I've, I've done a lot of that in my life. And I think if you're, mm-hmm. if you're, if you can do that well and understand come coming from an understanding perspective of, I know that my leader is not trying to mess with me, right? Is not. I guess you could have a really bad leader who's just trying to be your worst enemy um, if you've made a mad or something. But generally, they're they're not out to get you. Generally, but it's just life advice in general. It's not about you. People really don't think about you that much. Correct. <laughs> really don't. Um. That yeah. Well, I was reading a book the other day on. Uh, I think I mentioned it in the last podcast, Ordinary Christianity. And kind of sometimes we make this walk of faith that we feel like it has to be one extraordinary thing to the next extraordinary thing to the next just mountaintop thing. And we just like bounce from mountaintop to mountaintop to mm-hmm. mountaintop. And the fact is that that's not sustainable in our walk of faith either. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that he that he mentioned, oh, Biscuits. I just completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> what had you said? Okay, so it's talking about uh, that it isn't about you. That about, uh, thank you. Yeah. It isn't about you. Sorry, I just late at night, right. friend. With you, with Love you. our day. Uh, that we are the center stage person in our own shows, but everybody else's side characters, they're supporting characters. And he said, so. Don't assume that somebody's going to make you the starring role in their life because you're just a, you're just the the NPCs of other people's worlds. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you get? Do you know the term NPC? Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, non-player character. Not right. Non-player character from a video game. Those mm-hmm. that just have their their functions, you can't use them as a character. They're just there doing their set tasks mm-hmm. and. The the fact is that we often think other people are talking about us or talking behind our backs or and generally speaking, they're not just as a general rule. That's not happening. Uh, But I think if we communicate well, so I always I always say. 
you know, when people get mad, did you tell them? Did you talk to them? Well, no. Why not? They well, they should, should just they know. Should, yeah, they should, yeah, know they should just know. No, they should. Why on God's green earth should they know? Do they, are they clairvoyant? Can they read your mind? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I teach, I teach my core people. If you want something, you need to ask for it. Mm -hmm. I should not like, offer you a smorgasbord of options so that you can tell me what you need. Just use, use your brain and, <laughs> and just ask. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, I'm going to try my best to accommodate your request. But if I don't know it and you go home mad because I didn't give you what you needed, but you didn't ask me for it, how on earth can I be responsible for that? Mm. Right. But we, we, often when we're the other person right shoes on the other foot well my leader should just know my leader should just know what i need no why why on earth should they know what you need yeah. did you tell them did you communicate to them what your needs are well but no they should just know they should how do you think the holy spirit just like gives them dictation about everybody in their no that no mm -hmm. communicate your needs Communicate your expectations. Um, if you're working with people above or below you in the grand scheme of, of leadership things, don't have expectations that are not agreed upon. Uh, in our in our Sunday, uh, last Sunday service, uh, we talked a little bit about the, uh, we were talking about holiness. And this is a piece of advice I got. I didn't, I, I, I found out there's four sets of pastors at my core and we all take turns on, on the pulpit. And I just, I had found out on Friday that I was, that I had to preach. It was not what was supposed to happen. So I was like, oh, I am unprepared. And a piece of advice I had gotten in, in seminary was when you don't know what to preach, preach holiness. All right. <laughs> so that's what I was like, okay. But um, we talked about the tongue. Uh. And, um, but primarily some, a lot of emphasis on the tongue is when to shut up, which is a really important thing to know. Yeah. But the other side of that coin is when to speak. Right. Um, which, which is also a part of that walk is you need to know when to speak. And I think that's a big part of it too. Don't just, uh, um, advocate for people and for, but, and for your own needs. Right. Right. You don't have what we don't ask for. Right. Um, and actually that just happened in, uh, in my sphere, my church. Um, okay. So when I first moved here, I was super duper gung ho and I wanted to get to know everybody. And I joked with you earlier, I, I called you earlier and I talked about this, but I said, you know, I have two sides and one is extroverted and one isn't. And so extroverted me makes all of these plans that like introverted me has to now deal with. And I never want to. Okay. And yep. Yeah, and extroverted me decided I was making lunch plans with every single person in the church. Yeah, okay, that was extroverted me who just and I and sometimes I just say stuff. And my husband's like, "We're doing what?" And I was like, "It's already out. I'd already said it." But then um, stuff got really busy, and um, I still was figuring out. I mean, I'm still am figuring out the role, and it's just a lot of a bigger um, appointment that I'm used that I that I had before. So it's a lot of nuances to figure out, and so. I met with a few people, but I didn't get through the whole list. Yeah. And so I found out actually that there was a couple in the church that was planning on leaving because I hadn't met with them yet. And they thought it was a slight. Yeah. 
Um, and then I had to be like, whoa, it really isn't like, and I have every intention to, but you know what? I didn't communicate that I had every intention to still meet with people. Right. And they had, they didn't indicate that they were waiting for that phone call. Right. So we had to like talk through that and be like, you know, I'm sorry, I dropped the ball, but you also can let me know that you, you can also invite me to lunch as well to Way right. Street. But, um, but that was actually ended up being a, a beautiful time. And we dreamed about the future of our church together. And, you know, and they were like, we were just been waiting for someone to, to invite us back to that conversation, you know? And I was like, well, if you have something to say, say it. Right. If you have a dream, let's dream it. Right. And so now, because of that conversation, extroverted me also has made up a whole bunch of new plans that now I have to live with, but they'll <laughs> be for the glory of God. So it'll be fine. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but that is the challenge, right? Like I, I have a tendency to also say things and mean them 100% mean them in the moment. Right. <laughs> and then I, 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 sleep that night and forget all about it <laughs> i'm exaggerating that is an over exaggeration but the idea that you know sometimes i just lose track of things mm -hmm. right it's not purposeful i'm not trying to make anybody angry it's not because i'm mad at you or you know and the worst is the, the worst is when on a sunday morning somebody says something that they want me to follow up with that week Right. And I've had to I've had to set a boundary with people like you cannot set, tell me verbally on a Sunday morning <laughs> plan expecting me to follow. through. Like I have too many things in my brain on a Sunday morning. I said, you need to either call me at a later time or text me or email me or pop like don't pop in necessarily because I'm not always in the office, but like. Sunday morning is not the time for you to give me a list of things I'm supposed to remember. I feel it. I even actually, I think literally, not even not this last Sunday, but the Sunday before, someone said something like that. And I said, you have to email me. And they were like, oh, why? Or they said, are you going to forget? And I said, I'm going to forget the minute you walk away. Yep. Like the minute this conversation is over, I'm going to forget every single thing that we just talked about. Right. So, and they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, yep. I'll probably remember we talked, but you're going to have to follow up. Yep. I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> and I think that's a lesson to be learned about having grace for yourself, but also grace for your leaders. Cause the same thing. So we say that to our congregation members, but I guarantee you that our leaders would say the same thing to us. If we're at a, you know, oh. some sort of event, Hey, I, I asked you about that thing like two months ago when we were had, had that event. Oh. Yeah, dude, you got to follow that up with an email. Oh gosh. I have done that too. I'm the worst. Oh, <laughs> I have done that. Oh yeah. Works I gotta walk. Ways. Oh, I gotta walk my own walk. You're right. Yep. You're right. I'm actually just remembering exactly when I did that. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you. Thank thank God that my leaders have grace. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, I I once committed to something in a it was like at a kind of like a an event like tonight. Tonight I went to a chamber of chamber event here in Manitowoc and it was kind of an event like that I don't know if it was exactly this event in previous years where somebody came up and said blah 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 we should get together or we should coordinate a thing and I sure here here's my business card I'll call you or here they gave me my their business card and I'll call you or I'll email you and then I proceeded to talk to 38 other people got six other cards 
and forgot to email. And so it's have grace, have mm -hmm. grace about, you know, people. It might be vitally important to you. And it might seem like a leader doesn't care because it's not at the same level of importance for them, mm -hmm. but you don't know what else is going on in their world. And it's if it's important to you personally, of course it's a priority because it's important to you. Mm -hmm. But somebody else that you're speaking to has their own set of priorities, good, bad, or otherwise, they just do. They're not trying to slight you or not, you know, but they might have other things going on in their world that take precedent. And especially for leaders of groups of people, you're one among many that they're the leader of, right? Mm -hmm. So you might be the seventh person who has told them an, an important piece of information today. And there's studies out there that tell you, you can't keep that many important pieces of information in your brain for a long period of time. Just, it's just how that works. That's reality. But, uh, you know, we, I think the, again, back to the grace of back to the expectations, uh, that sort of thing. I was trying to think of, I've had a lot of really good pieces of advice when it comes to leadership over the years. Um, one of which isn't so much maybe a piece of leadership advice, but just something that the CEO of the company I used to work for said. And I don't know if it was his to say or if he was stealing it from somebody else, but I really appreciated it. And it stuck with me, uh, especially when it comes to not just my personal leadership, but just organizational leadership as well. But he said, companies that do good do well. And what he meant by that was that companies that do the right thing, do good things, do are transparent, are have integrity in their business practices, uh, do good in their community, collaborate on efforts to improve their communities, they're gonna be successful. They'll do well. They're gonna they're gonna make a profit because when you do things that you should be doing, mm -hmm. people notice and they're gonna they're gonna give you their business. And I feel like in leadership, if you do the things that you should be doing, you have high integrity, you're transparent, you are doing the things indicative of a good leader. Mm -hmm. And I'm not necessarily talking about like the bottom line stuff. I'm just talking about integrity stuff, right? Yeah. Character stuff. You do what you're going to say. You are, you know, forthwith with your finances. You treat your right. employees well, you know, yeah then you will do well. Doesn't mean you won't stumble. Doesn't mean you won't have hiccups in, in the, in, you know, your, your journey, but in the long run, people will see in you the kind of leader they want to follow or the leader they want to partner with because they see in you that integrity. They see in you that character and how much more, should we do so because we follow Jesus? Well, I was just thinking about when you're saying that, I'm just thinking about the life of Daniel, which maybe would be another character study to do. Wouldn't oof. But, you yeah. know, Daniel um, is, a, is a Hebrew man who followed um, God his whole life. And in his context, he served wicked people yeah. and wicked kingdoms, but he never lost his integrity and he was respected for it. Right. 
and he didn't and he, and he didn't bow down even to the the thing the bad politics of his day he just held himself with integrity and he and he was was trusted he was well he was thrown into a a pit for it but then even the king right i mean if you think of that whole story right daniel in the mm-hmm. lion's den the yeah. king was so like grieved for it you know right. but he waited he outside of it yeah he didn't want to send daniel but yeah. it was a loophole with the law right but even then he just knew that daniel was a man of god like yeah and a man of integrity and yeah yeah well and i think that goes back to just leadership is being who you say you are mm. right and i think that then goes back to knowing being self-aware Mm-hmm. because I don't know that you can be who you say you are if you don't know who you are. <laughs> Fair enough. Right? Fair enough. Um, and I also, one of the things I learned from another boss I had back in the day was don't ask anything of anyone that you won't aren't willing to do yourself. Mm-hmm. That's one I like to live by too, yeah. Nope. I'm that's what I tell myself I'm not doing anything I wouldn't and you've seen me clean a toilet like I'm not doing anything that right of you um a, a piece of leadership advice I learned very recently and it's not one that I didn't know but like it just was like oh that's so smart and I've actually started to put into practice but it's it's that if you don't deal with problems mm. quickly and efficiently or thoroughly yeah. you are both lazy and stupid as a leader and so maybe because it's snarky, I like resonate with it. But I'm like, I don't want to be a lazy or stupid leader. Right. right? Yep. And and I, I know for a person who like argues as much as I do, I actually don't like confrontation if I can help it. It kind of makes me feel sick. And so I, in a perfect world, I'd like all of my people that I work with to kumbaya it all together and everyone just to get along in a beautiful, happy family. I know I'm not stupid though. And so I know that's not realistic, but yeah. I have been known in the past to let see if things will work out on their own. Right. Um, they don't hardly ever. Not generally. Not generally. Cause people are not as grown up as they like to think they're. And that's a whole different conversation anyway. But, um, but I, I'm learning, like, I, I can't let it, I, if there's a problem, even a small one, deal with it quickly. Don't let it sit and right. efficiently, thoroughly figure out, Again, people don't, they usually aren't that self-aware or they, um, they're they not being a jerk on purpose, usually. Right. If they are being a jerk on purpose, well, that's a very solvable thing as a leader to make them, make you not a leader over them anymore. Right. So, but if, uh, but if it isn't to figure out what is going wrong, right, which is usually right. communication and pre-assumptions, unsubstantions. Mm-hmm two things like if i could give any advice to any up-and-coming leader the biggest hurdles you'll have with dealing with people um are there the assumptions they bring to the table about whoever else is there and their communication style right but to deal with things quickly thoroughly and efficiently and then be done with it like just it's done right and then it's just going to be so like get all just let it out be a safe place at the table and be like what do you like let it out Let's figure out what's going on. Oh, you both think so-and-so said something about so-and-so, which made you remind you, oh, okay, well, now that we know that that's all just stupid, let's go back and do a wonderful job. Good job, team. That's that's a paraphrase of a much longer conversation, but you get the gist. 
Right. But I think it, it my, I'm pretty sure it was my dad, but I could be wrong. Um, talked about there's two different types of problems. Um, mm -hmm. One is a toothache problem and one is a sprained ankle problem. A and, and a sprained ankle. Okay. Yep. And so if it's a toothache problem, that's going to fester and get worse. It's never, ever, ever going to heal on its own. Like you got a tooth problem. Teeth do not heal themselves. You need to go and fix that. If it's a sprained ankle, and this is where when you're dealing with people, a lot of times the sprained ankle type of problem, because a sprained ankle will heal if given rest and elevation, if we're talking about the ankle, mm -hmm. ice. Um, but if we're talking about people, specifically relationships, um, generally I find that a sprained ankle relationship thing is more of a of a hurt that we that we did talk out like we still had to confront it you still have to acknowledge the fact that you've got this issue but there's gonna and there might be some lingering after effects but they'll work themselves out because you've acknowledged that it exists right mm -hmm. whereas sometimes you have and maybe this is a bad analogy i don't know but if you have a toothache sometimes that just requires an extraction sure and you know when you're dealing with people, especially, you know, like you've said, and I agree that most people aren't trying to be jerks. Most people, mm -hmm. but sometimes they are, and they just need to be extracted. Yeah. <laughs> and be okay with that. Um, and, yeah, and be okay with that. And, and like, uh, was it Jim, Jim Collins who said, you got to get the right people on the bus in the right seats. That's and sometimes right. you need to get the wrong people off the bus. You know, but I think in ministry, we have a tendency because we we want to give people second, third, 17th, 47th chances. Mm. Um, and we don't always need to in the space of ministry team leadership. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't mind giving people all the chances in the world if they wrong me. Right. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, forgive them seven times, 77 times. Right. But if they're hindering the mission or they're hindering the the community or they're hindering the continuity of what we're trying to do, like go to them, do the, do the whole Matthew, you know, way. Is it chapter seven? I don't remember. Um, go okay. to them and try and reconcile. But at the end of the day, man, if they're not going to reconcile, sometimes you just need to pull the two. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I don't know. And I like, I like your point with that, with the, with the ankle, right? If you just keep on walking around on a bum lay ankle and pretending like you don't have one. Right. It's not, this only works if you just get it out. Right. Just, well, just and you're only hurting yourself if you're not addressing yeah. the sore ankle, right? Yep. You're making it worse for your, yeah, I, I agree. I think that any issues that you have, you just, the quicker you deal with them, the usually it's small then too you don't have to deal with the giant problem that's where a toothache if you get it right away it might be a filling if you let it linger it might be a root canal if you let it linger even further it'll have to be an extraction you might have to get an and implant you like can even die from your teeth well that too but um don't let things fester it's hard it is so and i agree i dislike conflict and 
there are times in my past I have failed miserably at them and have got let my emotions go crazy or let it fester for too long and have to like work myself up to this like you know just raw sort of thing to even do to address the thing mm-hmm. that I should have addressed months and months and months before and it never would have gotten to this emotional level um and I will tell you that when you're learning in leadership, you're going to fail a lot. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just go remember ahead. another piece of a leadership advice. I don't mean to cut off your story, but Very just fine. be okay in the uncomfortable. Yeah. It's a lot about being a leader that's uncomfortable. Right. To be okay with that space. Yeah. I right, continue. <laughs> no, that was, I was, that was done anyway. Oh, but- Okay. Just that whole like learning from your mistakes mm-hmm. and learning again, back to yourself, the self-awareness. If you know that that's a struggle, then I seek out mentors. I seek out people I know do it well who say, okay, look, I stink at this. Please tell me how to do it better. Mm-hmm. And one of the best piece of advices about leadership that I got um, had to do with for, so when you're going through conflict is um, an HR friend of mine, said, Jenny, you played sports, right? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Played softball a lot of years. She goes, when you weren't doing something right on the softball diamond, like you were hitting the ball wrong or throwing the ball wrong or whatever, what did your coach do? And so I said, well, the coach would pull me aside and, you know, adjust my technique or instruct me in how I was doing it wrong. She said, that's how you, that's, that's what you do in, in, in work. Like, don't treat it like you're, like it's something different than that. Be a coach to them. Say, hey, this thing that you're doing is is not the right technique. Where you're, you know, I need you to do this this other way or whatever the fill in the blank. But if you if you treat it as a coaching situation as opposed to a discipline situation, everybody's aiming at the same goal, mm-hmm. and if they're not doing it the way in which you'd like them to, or just flat out wrong, coach them because the. Uh, because a coach is the whole point of a coach is to get the team all on the same page, right? They're like to, to that the mission happens so that the game is won. They're not about punishment. They're not about conflict where you, I mean, some coaches are and they're bad coaches where they're trying, like they embarrass team members or whatever. That's, but a good coach is someone who pulls somebody aside and says, Hey, you're doing this thing wrong. Like let's work on getting it together. Right. Or, hey, I see you're struggling. What's going on? Like, tell me about it. Um, one of the things that I uh, wish I was better at, I'm getting better at it, is just um, I will talk about people like in good ways, like compliment people to other people, but not always to them directly. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I brag on my team when I worked at the grocery store or even in, in my role now all the time to others. But I, I'm not always great about bringing them up to them. Well, right? that goes to like you might just assume they already know. Right. But they, but they don't. Why would they? Why, why would they know that? So be an encourager. If you think your team is doing a good job, tell them they're doing a good job. But And don't just say, good job, team. But because that yeah. that's, I mean, that's good too, but. Tell them how they're doing a good job. Because I'll tell you, for compliments, well done compliments are so boosting, so 
just invigorating, right? Where, hey, Jenny, you do really well at this very specific thing that I saw you do. Like, that's awesome. Because not only did I say, you said, okay, I did a good job, but you were observing me doing a good job in this specific area. Not just, Jen, you're awesome. Because it feels disingenuous when it's too vague. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I know I appreciate it. So I'm sure other people appreciate it because I can't imagine like people not appreciating compliments. <laughs> I mean, public compliments, sometimes they're like, well, just show whatever. Okay. But there's so much good advice out there. And so often I feel with, with leadership, we overcomplicate things. We yeah. make things like... We've got to read this new John Mac Maxwell book. No offense to John Maxwell. Got a lot of good leadership stuff. Not saying anything about that. But what I'm saying is sometimes we make it all about the seven effective steps of leadership. Just be a decent human being. Well, well I joke about this, but uh, and I think I've talked about it before with my goals for my children. Yeah. Um, you've got three kids and I tell them very often, I, I really have two main things I want like my dream for you as your mother is I want you to love God supremely and serve him. And I don't want you to be a jerk. The rest can work itself out. Those are the two. <laughs> you know, I just, I want you to serve God and I just want you to be a decent person to be around. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I think if we can get, if we can corner those, we'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Love God. Serve him. Don't be a jerk. I like those. Those are good. That's the goal. We could really boil life a lot down to some <laughs> things like that, right? Well, the thing is, skills can be learned, right? Mm -hmm. Um and it can you can learn how to not be a jerk. Mm -hmm. But some of that's just straight up character. And while character can be learned, it's hard to teach. Yeah. Right. Um, I think sometimes we have to learn through doing it wrong. We have oh, to yeah. learn. We have to learn through um, people doing it wrong. And we're the recipients of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Where we're Having about the... leaders, a good lesson in leadership. Like I'm not going to do that. Right. <laughs> I'm a leader. Right. And, and being able to, to, I think also having accountability uh, where we have friends, people who are willing friends who aren't just people who are like, Oh yeah, Amanda, you're the best all the time. But friends who are like, dude, Amanda, that was really, you shouldn't have done that. That was out of line. Right. To call us out on our crap. Yep. And, um, but in a gentle, respectful way, right. In a, in a way that because we have relationship, we can speak into each other like that, right? Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't it doesn't come overnight. You know, we, we had that conversation, but we had to invite each other into it. Like, Jenny, if I'm acting crazy, if I saying something out of line, if I treated someone badly, as my friend, I need you to call me out on it. Like right. I we had to have that conversation. We and we did. We did yeah. I remember that conversation. <laughs> Cause I want I don't want to be that person, right? right? But if I'm blinded. If right. I'm blinded, um, it's important to have people like that are around. Right. And 
one of the the last thing I have before I'm I'm gonna be done for the night, but um was someone who said I was I was a boss of this crew um back at the grocery store at one of the stores I was at and this person was getting really mad at me and I finally was like dude what is your deal what's your problem she goes you never asked us mm-hmm. like you never asked us what we thought you never you just make these unilateral decisions and I realized I had like I had never I just thought I knew enough to not like I I know more than you I don't need your mm-hmm. opinion and I didn't even know I was doing it. Like it was not conscious. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I woke up on a Monday morning and said, I'm going to make all the decisions because I'm the only one who knows stuff. Never in my mind, like never occurred to me that that's what I was doing in real life. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just, Oh, I know what needs to be done. I'm just going to go do it. Right. And so then I asked them and one, it was enlightening to say the least, but two, it's really good ideas. That I would never have thought of, of ways of doing things that would improve our productivity, improve our sales, which was a big thing for the grocery store, right? And I didn't know all there was to know, right? There's plenty of, and some of the things, like we talked, I think last week, some of it was like, dude, no, it's not going to happen. But I asked, and then I said, well, what, like, what else am I, you know? And so they gave me a couple of very specific things that I was doing that I did not even know I was yeah. doing that just torqued them off. And I'm like, I am so sorry. And it was, it was mostly a communication thing. I was doing something that they didn't realize what I was, because I would, um, I would be in the department and then I'd have to go for like 40 minutes to usually order truck or put truck away. And they're like, you just leave us. You just, you, you go away and you don't tell us what you're doing. And so that got me into the practice of this very practical thing of, and I still do it at the, at the Salvation Army now, where if I'm going to leave the office because I need to go to a meeting out of the building, or I'm going to go to lunch, or I'm going to go to a doctor's appointment, or I'm going to go pick up my dry cleaner or whatever the thing is, I tell the staff, Hey, I'm heading out to lunch. I'll be back in an hour or I'm heading out to the dry cleaners. I'll be back in 40 minutes or, or if I'm going to be like not in the office in the morning because something came up with, with whatever I text my, my business administrator and say, Hey, I'm just, I'm going to be in at 11 o'clock today. Because if I don't communicate those things, it's like, I don't care about them Mm. as a team. Like, Oh, she, and if they have phone calls for me, they don't, they're like, oh, I don't know when she's going to be in. So I guess we'll just send it to voicemail. Right. As opposed to, they can say, Oh, we know she's going to be in, in the afternoon. You can call back then, or we can take a message and she'll call you back this afternoon. But if they don't know, if I just disappear at random, how am I going to be reliable to them? Jenny never works. We never know where she is. Right. And even if I'm working, they would assume that I'm not right. Because I'm not telling them, what mm-hmm. I'm doing. And I, it doesn't have to be, I don't have to like give lots of information. Like I'm going to give you my itinerary for the afternoon that I'm have meetings at. No, just ham out of the office for the next hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause I might have a meeting with a prospective donor or a prospective volunteer, or I might just be going to the coffee shop to do preparation for my Bible study or preaching for that Sunday. But I let them know so that 
And I asked them to let me know so that, again, if I get asked, where's so-and-so? Oh, they're out of the office this afternoon. Call back tomorrow. Right? Just that courtesy. And it doesn't take much. And once it becomes habit, in fact, when I first got there, like, why are you telling us? I said, because this is a habit I've created. And I find it to be helpful that people know, you know, I'm going to be gone for the next hour. So that you know when to expect me back. So that if you need to talk to me about something, you know when that might be a possibility. I just think it's a courtesy thing. I'm with you. So do you have final thoughts? Oh, okay. I know. I sprung that on you just like that. We are. Here we are. I would just say, I think wisdom is everywhere. I think we're always growing. And even if, you know, we talked to the, whatever, this 2024 um, about leadership, but I think everyone has a sphere of influence yeah. and we should always, and I, and like I said at the very beginning, I don't, I don't think it's always just a destination thing. I think it's, yeah. um, I think it's the process. That's the goal. Yeah. And, um, there's always room to grow and and the god has given us a plethora of wisdom in other people yeah. in the world and whatever in his in his word um and just seek those things you know yeah. yep and and be open to being teachable i think that's a big part of it be teachable yeah. amen um, don't know all the things we don't know all the things yeah. um, and isn't that exciting for life i think just so to only, just to be able to learn more yeah and we really should be be able to learn from everybody we meet mm -hmm. not always good lessons <laughs> sometimes it's what not to do but right and don't be a jerk amen and if you are a jerk there's ways to not be a jerk right <laughs> and we we can help with that if you want <laughs> yeah and i don't know i would i guess the my final thought is we don't know it all either and yeah, not take all. or leave this advice. Cause I feel like um, we've both, I believe we've both grown in leadership, especially in the last five, six years. Um, we're not done growing. Uh, we don't know all the answers. There's a thousand bits of information. That's why um, we're going to try and get some guests on to talk about these kind of topics Mm -hmm. there's always things to be learning. There's always tweaks in how you, you know, interact with people and do conflict and do, you know, team building. And especially depending on what level of leadership you have, are you, you know, are you the top dog? Are you the second chair? Are you, you know, quote unquote, an underling? There's ways that you can kind of just practical things that you can do in each of those positions. And all I know is the more I know, the better I am. And also the more I know, the more I know I don't know. So the more I want to learn. <laughs> That's right. And, well, and also the more I want to teach people, like, I feel mm -hmm. like you're, you're smart. If you learn from your own mistakes, you're wise. If you learn from the mistakes of others. Mm. Oh, that could go on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do know people who refuse to learn from other people's mistakes. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't be the same for me. No, it will. But okay, if you need to learn from your own mistakes, go for it, buddy. Um, and I, I've, I've met people like that. And that's fine. I, I learned a lot of things from watching friends and family members make mistakes. Oh. That I was like, yeah, I don't need to make that one. I, I learned the lesson watching that, right? 
Yeah. Yep. Um, and same thing with leadership. We we can learn a lot by being observant. And, and to know that God is there to ultimately he's our leader, right? And he's yeah, Amen. He's there to help. Yep. Because well, he, he has he has the goal. Aiming to, go ahead, sorry. I was just gonna say because he he's got the ultimate goal, right? But he's who we're aiming to please. He's who we're aiming to glorify. Um, if if all of our leadership is just to tout our own name, we're doing it wrong too. Yes. Because mm-hmm. again, back to the, it's not about us. Praise the Lord. That's a bit brother. Amen. Amen. Uh, like I'll take a back seat to the Holy Spirit any day, every day, all day. Like Holy Spirit, can you just take over, please? <laughs> can you just make this understandable to people because yeah anyway it's late friend i love you you're awesome you're pretty cool uh yeah okay go to bed yeah it yeah it's it's bed i gotta i gotta i gotta do the thing to publish this so but oh yeah get her done well uh if you have any questions comments concerns queries feel free to reach out to us you can make comments on your social or on um, our social media on, on Facebook, Misfit Messengers Podcast, or you can you know make your comments on whatever uh, podcast app you use. We do read those; they're helpful and they're encouraging often because you guys say nice things about us, which is super sweet. So um, nice. <laughs> anyway, God blesses us. Why, Amanda? So we can be a blessing to others. Amen. Well, we'll catch you guys next time.